0: Welcome to The Realist Spiritualist Podcast. I'm your host, The Realist Spiritualist, and on this podcast, we talk things all over attraction, self-development, and spirituality. Thank you for tuning in today's podcast, and let's jump into it. Hi, guys. So first of all, I want to say Happy New Year. I hope all of you are having a really good January so far. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened this January. I hope you guys are in the bestest of shapes. And the second thing is that like, I wanted to apologize for the late uploads. Um, I've been really busy with coursework at the moment. I have like a few deadlines due in January. So that's why I've, I've been a bit MIA and a bit, you know, not on the scene too much. What I will do is try and post in the future every Tuesday or Wednesday, um, just because those are like days where I'm sort of free. Like Tuesday, I'm definitely free, but like just free to um, record my podcast. But um, if not, if you haven't heard from me a long time, then it's mainly due because of um, coursework or exam seasons and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's the disclaimers out of the way. Sorry, I had to take a sip of um, water. So coming back onto the podcast, I thought about starting a new series um, for 2021 called The Truth About. So the main reason why I wanted to make this series is because I wanted to take spiritual concepts. So such as like astrology, such as like past life, reincarnations, um, spiritual practices like meditation, um, you know, things like that. And I wanted to put, you know, um, this, tell the truth more about those subjects because what I've noticed on the spiritual gurus on law who do law of attraction content on YouTube or just mainly the big spiritual gurus like Oprah Winfrey or... Um, Gabriella Bernstein this isn't to discredit them this isn't to you know say that they're wrong and everything like that that this is just to be a bit critical of their views and beliefs it's more think of it like this series is going to be like you know there's different interpretations so I'm just giving my interpretation of what I've researched and presenting the information to you and seeing what you guys would make of it so that's what the series is going to be about so the first one I thought okay like this one I didn't have to do that much research on it because I've done research previously on it and, it, and as you can tell from the title the truth is going to be this title is going to be um, the truth about astrology so I thought about doing astrology uh, themed podcast for a while and I wasn't sure on how to really link it and when I decided to look at my birth chart and I went down this whole rabbit hole of horoscopes and stuff like that um I've noticed like a few things within a spiritual community that's a lot of miscon- uh, mis- uh, it called misconceptions and I've also noticed like a lot of things that have a wider society has sort of I don't want to say demonized hor- horoscopes but sort of like have a stereotype towards horoscopes and you know this it applies to both believers and non-believers so yeah there's definitely a certain big horoscope so i want to give like a quick introduction on and um uh, on the history of astrology and the reason why i like doing these things is because i think it's really important that we appreciate the cultures of um, who invented these spiritual practices and that's what I also wanted to do this series on about because I see so many um, mainly law of attraction gurus um, and you know just mainly them and people who want to do spirituality and people who embark on self-development pick up all these skills and um, and they don't really realize where these come from and you know it kind of links into the whole you know you know taking from other people's cultures so that's why i just wanted to explain that um with the history of astrology so the astrology was invented or created about 2400 years ago by the babylons so they had their own system of astrology and other cultures around their area as well so like the egyptians just sort of appropriated that um system made it their own and sort of you know the Greeks as well put their own spin on things so that's just a brief short introduction on how um astrology where it came from and stuff I don't want to go delve delve deep into it because that's what this podcast isn't about but I just want to Just make people aware that you know where astrology comes from so there are different types of astrology there are still different types of astrology is existing today so the main three types are tropical astrology Western astrology which we'll be focusing on today and verdict astrology so these are the big top three astrologies and like I said we'll be focusing on Western astrology because that's what everyone is more familiar with and if you're going to go on the internet after and do research um you're going to mainly find more about western astrology so um that's also just to be careful as well like if you do want to do further research after this podcast it's good to know that there are different types of astrology and you don't want to get confused between them so now that i've mentioned like the sort of premise of astrology the biggest myth that I feel with astrology is that like, you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of myths, but the one thing that I like, I always wanted to bust down is the myth of like, you know, it, you're, you're just born on a certain day. Well, it does work like that, but it's like, you know, you're, you're just born on a certain star sign. You know, if you're a Taurus, you're born on a Taurus, that's it. You don't have any other star signs and, you know, your personality is of a Taurus. Obviously, that's not true because, you know, I'm born September 19th and I'm a Virgo. There are so many things that I do that are just not in line with a Virgo and what a Virgo does. And um, so what I wanted to talk about is that there is a really that um, a lot of people don't really seem to talk about, even in the spiritual community as well, that there is a birth chart. So when you're born you are assigned a birth chart by, you know, the stars or <laughs> whatever, um, so yeah, you have a birth chart, and you're not just, like, your, uh, star sign, so your star sign is what we call in the astrology community your sun sign, so, for example, like, like I said, I'm born on September the 19th, that makes me a Virgo, that's just my, su- uh, sun sign, that is one percent of me, whereas, you know, um, that is just 1% of me, whereas I have a whole birth chart telling me, you know, about my other sections in life and, you know, how um, other things like that, so that's what I will be getting into. So in order, if you are interested in finding out your birth chart, what I usually do is just Google, go into Google, type in, um, what's my birth chart, uh, like type in either what's my birth chart or birth chart, click on any of the results it is important i'm going to stress this enough so what happens is what you do you go into the websites whatever one it will prompt you to enter your um first of all your date of birth your location of birth so that's important to know and your time of birth so the reason why the location of birth is because of the southern hemisphere and the north and the north hemisphere so obviously like if you don't know our planet is round. It's not flat contrary to popular belief. It's not flat. <laughs> but yeah, so it's so basically like, you know, different positions of the stars at the time, different optical views of the planets. That's why you need to know your birth place. Um also as well, you need to know your birth time. Specifically your birth time is one of the most important things that you need to know because It literally would unlock the key to your whole birth chart and your whole life. Because if you just, if you don't put in your, sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. If you don't put in your whole, um, if you don't put in your um, time of birth, you are not going to get a very accurate result and also you aren't going to get as much information as you normally would had you had your time of birth and known it. So, like for example, me and my mom, I tried it. She can't remember her time of birth, and it's so frustrating because it's like you never know. Like I, I googled it myself as well. Like if I was born one hour, bef- like after when I was actually born, I would have been a Taurus moon. So it does make a lot of a di- it does make a lot of a difference. So the only thing that I know wouldn't change is the outer planets, but like I'm gonna get into that in a bit. So, like I said, that is your um that is your birth time birth chart and that's how to find it. So obviously the big misconception is that, you know, if you're born on this day, you're just a Virgo, there's nothing else about you, you just have the personality of a Virgo, and that's not true because I know some of you probably listening to this are like, but like, I'm a Virgo, but I feel like a Gemini, or like I feel well, I don't think anyone wants to feel like a Gemini, no offense to Geminis. But like, or like, oh, I feel like an Aquarius or, oh my God, I feel like a Libra or I feel like a Leo, things like that. So that's what I'm here to myth bust today. So going back to the timing. So like it really is important to know your time because it gives you your rising sign. So we're going to talk about the rising sign. The rising sign is basically representative of how you are and how you approach everyday life. It is the self. It is the self-embodiment of how you are, like how you may see yourself, how others see you. It is your sort of personality. So my rising sign is in Cancer. So um, that just means like I have like a warm sort of friendly personality. I hope that's coming through in all my podcasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, so that's, that's it. And it can also also, bleh, sorry, it can also indicate how you may look as well. Like I know for example i've seen astrologers say that like you know if you're a cancer rising you're likely to have round features your skin might be glowing like the moon because it's ruled by the moon and um you might have like curvy bodies things like that or like if you're a sagittarius rising you might have a um like really strong legs um, I know this is so bad, but they may look like a horse, whatever that's supposed to mean, (laughs) I think that's the one, I think that's so insulting, they don't look like horses, (laughs) but yeah, um, yeah, so that's your rising sign, so then your sun sign is meant to be more, which is what everyone knows, so everyone knows their sun sign, like my one, like I said, 19th of September, Virgo, if you're born on, I guess, what's today's day, it's the 26th of January, so you are, a Aquarius if you're born on this day. If you were born like the 1st of January, you're a Capricorn. So um yeah, so that's how it is. So everyone would know that one. So your sun sign is just basically representing of how, you're, how you are in towards life, like how you sort of go about life. So it's like with Virgo, you go about life in a sense that like you have like a practical you try to go for practicality, you try to go for organization, like, as opposed to other star signs that don't do that. So, like, that's another thing. And then your moon sign is basically representative of your emotions. The moon sign is how you express emotions, how you receive emotions and how you deal with your emotions. My moon sign is an Aries. Now, this is so funny because I remember, like, I just want to tell, like, a little story about, like, um, this, it's relevant, I used to be, when I was younger, I used to think, like, I just don't feel like a Virgo, like, I just have so much energy, I just don't feel like it, I just don't, I always thought like, I either got to be a Leo or a Sagittarius, just because they are fire signs, there is no, I'm a fire, I was, like, I am a fire sign, I am not an earth sign, like, I am fire, and then when I, like, did my birth chart and researched it, that was an Aries moon, I was so shocked, because I was, like, oh my god, first of all, I was, like, Aries really and then second of all I was like thinking when I read into it I was like oh yeah okay that's me impatient um (laughs) direct with their feelings have a high amount of energy um so yeah so that's what so I do agree with that that bit so that's why it's also important to look up your birth chart and I know a lot of people say that like oh you know like you know astrology is just you know you're just a part like you know like, they say, oh, I don't feel like my star sign, like, like, say, for instance, like, when I used to say, like, oh, I don't feel like a Virgo, well, that's because you need to look more into your birth chart, because that moon in Aries, I was, like, and I think Aries is in my 10th house, yeah, but, um, yeah, so, like, that moon in Aries is definitely strong, like, I, I definitely do react like an Aries sometimes, so, yeah, so that's that, so, That is like your birth chart and also like your birth chart has 12 different houses. These 12 different houses represent 12 different areas of life. So for example, the first house is basically representative of the self, the physical appearance, the temperament, the qualities that you have. The second house represents your finances, money, personal assets, self-worth, things like that. Your third house is representative of communication, transactions, how you communicate to others, physical forms of communications like letters. Whether it's um or like I guess it would be uh communication in the sense of um not electricity was it called? Oh my god. Um, you you know what I mean electronics, electronics I think it would be now the fourth house is also representative of home family property background it is your childhood it is your roots it's your emotional well-being in your family so that is what um, so your fourth house can tell you a lot about how you grew up and how your family life has impacted you and how it has um, helped you or hindered you in your life. The fifth house, is, the fifth house represents the children that you would have. It's it's also about like you creating. Um, it's it's involves love, romance, and affairs, and how you see love and romance. It's about like how you sort of your ideas of love. And what you want from love and your creation. It's 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 mainly also involved about creating things as well and being creative. The sixth house is to do with health, so it's definitely to do with health and well being. The seventh house is to do with spouses, to do with serious commitments, um, So like marriage, romantic relationships, and how what type of partners you attract, and what you sort of like, things like that. It can also talk about business partnerships as well, because it's not just subjected to marriage, it's just to long-term commitment. That's what um, that section is for. The 8th house is representative of regeneration, rebirth. It can also, I can't say the word, it relates to also intercourse as well. Um, healing as well any trauma that you may have and the ninth house is representative of sorry um, long distance travel so just traveling both physical uh, things like that and uh, the tenth house is in relation to the career that you're gonna have or careers like things like you know, it's it's not about like, oh, you know, you're gonna be a painter. It's more about like what sort of attitude you have towards a career. So like some people might have it as um they'll you know, whatever the ruler of the house is it might be that you might be more comfortable and organized in my environment, it might be that you're more comfortable in an environment um, that's an office or outside the office, things like that, talks about uh, status as well, the 10th house is all about status, it's all about, you know, how people see you and how you are in a community, the 11th house is known as the House of Hopes, so it represents uh when in your dr- when and if you dream, so it's about like dreams coming true. It's really significant towards like your hopes and how you take risks and stuff, how you take risks in both business and personal life. The tent uh oh, this and finally the twelfth house represents secrets. It talks about like hidden emotions, secret aspects of your life and your past things like that. So. Those are all the houses. So I'm sorry that was like really long-winded to explain a birth chart, but it I mean to explain a birth chart is quite long-winded. So those 12 houses have a natural ruler. So a natural ruler means that it's someone it's it's the sign that usually rules that house. For instance, going in order, the first um the first house is always ruled, not always ruled, not in your birth chart, but I mean as like when we talk about houses in astrology, um, Aries rules the first house, so when you go into like list all the um, as zodiac signs, you have to go from Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Uh, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces so it's that order. So those 12 zodiac signs are ruled by those houses as well so Aries is the first house, Taurus is the second house and um, so on and so forth. So when you look up your birth chart this is why it's important to know the time of birth because if you remember I said that like I'm a Cancer rising So because I'm a Cancer rising, that is the Cancer. Cancer as the sign rules my first house. So I know this can be a little bit confusing because I said, oh, but Aries rules the first house. But in traditional astrology, yes, it does. It does. Aries does rule that house. That's that's where Aries is home. It's a bit like think of it like, um, like in uh, in traditional astrology, like when we talk about the planets, so like say for instance, Mercury is the home of Gemini and Virgo, or um, Libra is the home of Virgo. Uh, sorry, Libra is the home of Venus, and Taurus is also the home of v- Venus. So it's it's that basically. It's the same principle of how it applies to planets and and how it applies to houses. So my one is in cancer, so because it's in cancer, that rules my first house, that means Leo rules my second, Virgo rules my third house, and so on and so forth, so that's how, that's, so people with cancer rising, so if I met someone else who has a cancer rising, they would have the same houses as me but say for instance if I met someone with a Sagittarius rising they were born on this certain time on this certain day and their astrology is that their accounts that they are a Sagittarius rising Sagittarius will rule their first house the second house would be of Capricorn and then the third would be of Aquarius the fourth Pisces and then the fifth Aries so it goes in a circle with birth charts what you've got to remember it's a it's shaped like a, a circle for a reason, and that's the reason why it's because of how this all intertwine and things and um things like that so that's what the house is, and that's what the planetary ruler of this house is so to, now that i've mentioned um, those those are the r- rulers I want to talk about a little bit of the planets and this this disclaimer what i'm going about to say is also in relation to houses so when it comes to the planets and looking at the planets in your birth chart, what you got to remember is that um, there are good placements and there are difficult ones. So when I mean by difficult, it's not necessarily like, oh, it's bad luck that you're going to struggle in life. It's not that. It's more of like you're going to have challenges that person as opposed to you wouldn't have those challenges and that it's a challenge that you need to deal with it's like personal growth so that's why it links into self-development that's why a lot of people who are in the spiritual community who are law of attraction gurus who do self-development look into their uh natal charts which is the birth chart to see like what sort of difficulties that they may have in themselves and um find ways to deal with that so like I said with so like I said with the houses uh say for instance having like my second house is ruled by Leo Leo is a is very extravagant very um you know uh it's very like yeah it's very extravagant very show-off very like love to be pride and all that stuff and the second house is mainly used to be ruled by Taurus which is the opposite which is like stubborn very um, down to earth as well, and the second house is representative of money and personal finances, and personal finances and Leo don't get along, and, and, um, with Leo, who, people who have Leo in their second house tend to spend quite a mo- lot of money than they earn, so they spend a lot of money, um, they sort of have more money to spend than they earn, I think I just said that, um, they're very like they can be very generous when it comes to money in terms of lending to people like they'll they'll be the ones who has the check for everybody but then they can get taken advantage of in that way so you see what i'm saying in terms of like and what i'm not saying what i'm saying is not negative it's just that's a challenge that a leo like that i do face and that is that is kind of true as well like in my personal life where i have let people just when it comes to money and it's like you know, when the check, you know, when you're having dinner with someone, I do sometimes feel, oh, I need to pay the check just cause like, oh, that's the right thing to do. And it's like, no, it's, that's not always the case. Or just like, I do sort of tend to, yeah, I do have like a shopping addiction, I'm not gonna lie, I've had that from like birth, so yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, so it is hard to, so it's just like, now that I know that I have that, and it's like, I would never admit that problem, but like, when I saw my birth chart, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, that is a sign from the universe telling me, bitch, just like, have a saving fund, put your money in there, okay, like that, sorry for swearing, I do apologize for that, but yeah, so that's what the, um, natal charts houses are, so getting onto the planets, obviously I hope we all know the planets, so like, you know, you have the sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, the moon, Aries, um, oh god, what do I, what's it called, uh, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto, so obviously the two planets that are not planets are, um, the sun and the moon, but obviously for, astrological purposes it is technically a planet but um so if you you have to look at those planets in your um sorry birth chart because they are also indicators of how you um like like how you operate in life so for example i've talked about the sun sign the moon sign and the uh rising signs so now let's talk about the personal planets so the personal planets are planets that are always constantly on the move so with this okay i know the sun isn't moving but it is always in a different sort of like earth is always in a different position to the sun if that makes sense like because we're orbiting around the sun so i sound like i feel like i'm gonna say something dumb but i'm not but it's like, and I feel like I'm breaking it down for you guys when you already know. Like, so, like, for example, um, you know, like, the sun is going to be your personal planet because, you know, not everyone is born in January or, like, not everyone's born in September. Stuff like that. So, um, because obviously the moon is always a different um, star sign position. So, for example, I think today is going to be the star sign. It's in the star sign, I think, Capricorn. Or is it gemini i can't remember it's in gemini or capricorn i can't remember but it is in one of those the new moon is definitely going to be or is it a full i generally can't remember um <laughs> great work you know what i mean so um yeah so that's what the so those are like so they are counted as personal planets so the personal planets also include mercury venus and mars so why do we include these planets well again the same reasoning is that they move around the sun they orbit the sun very quickly um you know like definitely mercury and venus so the reason also why is that not everyone is going to have the same mercury and venus uh and mars sign as you so like for example a lot of people in my generation not like i would say like people who are born maybe two years who are two years older than me and people who are born maybe two years younger than me so not really much of a generation but those people are definitely going to have but people born in my year 97 now you can work at my age so people who are born in 97 will definitely have the same jupiter the same saturn uranus and neptune the only, and and Pluto as well, sorry, because these are outer planets. Outer planets move at a much slower rate than the inner planets. So because they move at a much slower rate, everyone has a, so everyone would end up with the same sign in Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. However, in me saying that, when you look up your birth chart and, um, actually do you know what i should have said it in the beginning like you should do if you wanted to go along with me um get up your natal chart in front of you and see where your planets are located so what it is like when you look up your natal chart it will show you the different planets in the different houses that are in so again it goes to the fact that not many people are going to have the same so we're also say for instance with jupiter so my jupiter is in aquarius someone who is born in my year, like, 97, will have, so, like, my friend will have the same, um, will have the same, uh, like, uh, planet as me in terms of, like, Jupiter and Aquarius, however, it might be located differently in the birth charts, so, for example, my Jupiter is in the eighth house, but my friends might be in the seventh house, or like I might meet someone where it's in their 10th house or the first house where Jupiter is located So that's another thing that you got to bear in mind as well because then that would indicate so Jupiter in the 8th house is like You know, um, it's linked to it's it's you know linked in like re in my 8th house of um rebirth Regenerations things like that. So that's what it's in whereas opposed Jupiter is in the seventh house, I mean, if it's Jupiter is in the seventh house, that's a good thing as well, because it's like a luck in relationships, things like that, um, so yeah, then I would go on to, so yeah, so that's that, so then we're going to go on to the personal planets, so like I was saying, the personal planets are Mercury, Venus and Mars, so Mercury is the planet of communications, Venus is the planet of I want to say love, but it's more about like expressions of love, more romantic love, things like that. Mars is your drive. It's what makes you tick. It's your work ethic. It's your work determination and it involves sexual intercourse. So that's that. So when you look up your birth chart, it is important to know where they're placed in. My ones are placed in... I know my Mercury is in my third house of communications, so that's a good placement for it because it's the, the house is communications and having the planet Mercury in there, it just amplifies that a lot more. And it's ruled by Venus, oh no, sorry. My Mercury is ruled by Virgo and Virgo is in my third house as well, so that's even better. So like I said before, it's important to realize, it's important to note that like, you know, what planet your sign is ruling, so say for instance like, you know, these, the planets that I've mentioned, Mercury, sorry, yeah, Mercury, Venus and Mars are ruled by different star signs, so Mercury is ruled by Venus and Gemini, Venus, no sorry, I'm so sorry, I just realized what I said, Mercury is ruled by Virgo and Gemini, Venus is ruled by, um, Taurus and Libra, and mars is ruled by scorpio and aries now you're gonna hear like some people say that scorpio is the ruler of pluto it's only now but traditionally uh, mars is the ruler of scorpio so if you have either so say for instance if we take scorpio if you have scorpio in mars or scorpio in aries it's going to be a really good placement. You know, you're not going to have much conflict. You're not going to have much, like, conflict or you're not going to have much problems when it comes to drive and um, stimuli and things like that. You're going to be quite a well driven person from the stars. Like, that's what it's saying. There are, like, bad... There are, like, not bad, but negative side. There are cons. There are pros and cons to that. So the most difficult placement for Mars is is a Libra Mars. Mars is all about, like... I don't want to say aggression, but Mars is definitely, like, the masculine sign. It's definitely more in your face, more, you know, if there's a problem, let's deal with it now. Let's get on with it. Let's just be go-getters, you know, it's about drive, grind. You know, think of, like, Gary Vee, like, you know what I mean? He's, like, very, like, you know, let's get on the ball sort of thing. So, Libra is definitely the complete opposite. Libra is definitely, like, no, let's take it slow, you know, let's not have any conflict, let's make peace, you know, let's, um, you know, talk nice to each other, let's not start any conflict, so things like that. So that's a difficult placement for anyone who has a Libra in Mars, because you might find it hard to express your feelings towards someone where it's like, oh, hey, you know, I really didn't like what you did, or what you said, so, but whereas someone who has um Mars in Air. Uh, Aries and Mars it's it's quite easy to communicate problems so things like that um what else was I going to say so that's what it's uh so those are the personal planets the outer planets are mainly just concerned so say for instance like Jupiter Jupiter is a planet of luck um so having and Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius and Pisces so if you have the planets if you have the star signs of Pisces and Sagittarius as the ruler of those houses then you'll be fine with that is sorry I had to burp (laughs) like I had to like hide a burp sorry (laughs) I think yeah so then um yeah so that's what the outer planets are all about so now I'm going to come on to the self-development aspect of it so what I've just given you guys is just a little brief of how to read your birth chart I'm sorry if you can hear like a, a squeaky noise that's my fire alarm it I've tried changing the batteries it just doesn't go off and I think that has been appearing in some of my other podcasts I'm really sorry about that mainly it's quiet most of the time but every but every time like I film a podcast it just sort of wants to squeak and stuff but what I was saying is that um you know I've given you a brief a rundown of how to read your birth chart so in relation to self-development how I use my birth chart is the way to look at my personal planets first and just see what they're about so for example like I said I looked at like how I like my uh, my moon sign is in Aries and I saw how I expressed my emotions and I evaluated it in a way that's like okay so, this is how, like, someone who has Mars, it, sorry, who has Aries in Moon, this is, how, this is how they express their emotions, this is how they are in terms of their emotions. So, then what I did is I said to myself, is that really me? Like, do, can I 100% being honest with myself? And that's the key as well, to be honest with yourself. Have there been situations where you acted like that? And, in, and like, you know, if you can figure one situation where you've acted like that, it's probably not going to be that drastic but if you've had so many situations where it's like okay yeah like I I know I'm an impatient person and it does keep repeating or like say for instance I know that like I'm very intense with my emotions I'm very like oh gosh it, it kind of envelops me so once you know that about yourself and you agree with this with the sign and you agree like okay do you know what this is a problem this is this is this is how I express my emotions and you take that and then you work on it. So like for example, like with my one, I do sort of feel like my emotions quite intently, and i've I've been working on that to just be like, you know, letting it go practicing letting letting go methods and just being at peace so think of things like that you know you might have like a Scorpio in Venus and that relates to maybe trust issues that you may have in relationships or just trust issues in general you know once you think oh, okay like is this true you might think actually do you know what this isn't true like I really can trust people quite a lot then be happy that, you know, that it doesn't, it doesn't always work out, you know, like, it's, I mean, not that it doesn't always work out, that, that you're fine with that, so that's my disclaimer for it, if you, like, go through it, and you honestly, like, read your whole birth chart, also read your outer planets as well, and just examine it, but if you, like, look at it, and you, like, I've really looked at it, you know, I've only thought of, like, a handful of things that I've found that are, like, really relevant to my life and the rest I don't agree with then that's fine that's completely okay like you know this is just um podcast is just to you know it's not enforcing it's not being strict it's just like I'm giving you just another way of looking at things from a different perspective showing you how you can use astrology to help others and I feel like that's what is in the, in the astrology movement and some astrologers that I know, I feel like there is this new movement where it's, like, you know, we're using astrology to help people and not to actually, like, to help ourselves and not actually to use it against ourselves, like, just because that, you know, you got a difficult placement, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world, like, I have several difficult placements in my, um, zodiac, everyone is going to have that, you're never going to meet someone who is, like, oh, everything is literally perfect for them. No, there's always gonna be like a difficult placements that they will have and it will manifest in different ways. The problem is just like knowing how it's gonna manifest and just finding out what it, what is actually manifesting. So look at your personal planets would be the first star and look at your houses and understand what it means so say for instance if you've got a house like you know like Capricorn is in your seventh house you know it relates to partnerships and relationships and Capricorn is definitely you know someone who's very picky so you might be very picky when it comes to relationships you might be um wanting to have the best partner you might have high standards but on the flip side you might be very loyal like once you've made your decision you're very loyal to that person you're very loyal to a fault almost so think of it like that way don't think of it like oh my god is this going to predict my future you can use astrology to predict futures but i would stay clear from it like i think you know i i personally don't think do it for yourself just you know, just focus more on the self-development, that's what I think, like, the astrology should be focused on, is more on the self-development, less on the prediction of the future, because there's always going to be, like, a 50-50 chance that it's going to come true, no one can accurately predict the future, but having said that, I'm going to leave you with this podcast, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it, I know I did, and um, I'll try and have a another podcast up for you guys soon i don't think it's going to be the truth about series i think i'm going to try and do it every other week if i can so next podcast will just be like a normal sort of content sort of podcast but um i hope you guys enjoyed it please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast Um, please also leave a review of this podcast um as well that really just helps me and helps my podcast get out there thank you so much also i'll leave a um where you can find me on instagram as well and uh, obviously hit me up if you want any advice if you have any advice on astrology not just astrology but in anything else that i talk about please hit me up don't be afraid to thank you guys bye